Today is January 23rd, 2024. It's Tuesday, but not just any Tuesday. The special thing about today? It's the first primary election in the nation for the 2024 presidential race. Today, we got the opportunity to capture the energy at the polling station of Webster Elementary School in Manchester, New Hampshire. So many voters, so many backgrounds, and so many willing to share their stories. The diverse opinions, dedication to voting, and the efficiency of the system was a unique glimpse into what American democracy should look like. Reporting on this from Ameritech Public Radio, I'm Henley Evans. As our car pulled up to the school, an almost cinematic scene appeared before us. There were sign wavers, newscasters, petitioners, voters of all demographics, and, of course, Vermin Supreme. Before we could take this all in, though, an eager voter approached us, proudly wearing his I Voted sticker. He was curious as to what organization we were from, and after we introduced ourselves, he was quick to voice his reasons for voting. Uh, we like to vote in every election that we can to set a good example for our children and to help shape a future uh, that they'd be proud of to grow up in. Yeah, as you came to the polls today, what were the most important issues on your mind? I think the most important issues on my mind were uh, January 6th <laughs> and rejecting uh, fascism in, in the United States. For some, not being recognized as a U.S. citizen for so long makes them appreciate democracy and gives them a unique perspective on the political atmosphere of this country. I'm Sharon Ng. I'm Wing Ng. So can you just tell us why it was so important to come out this morning, why you two came to vote in the primaries? We wanted to make sure that we could express our dissatisfaction with Donald Trump. I'm, I'm Chinese. My great-grandfather came to the U.S. when it was illegal for Chinese people to be in the U.S. And it wasn't until 1965 when they repealed the um, Anti-Chinese Immigration Act, Act that my grandfather was able to say that I've been here for 40-plus years, good citizen, and brought my family over. And oh, my, my whole family been very productive. American citizens pay a lot of taxes. And I think America needs people like myself and others to build up the country. Um, my wife mentioned that we're small business owners. We decided that to close the business just because we could not get enough workers. There's just not enough workers. And yet the Donald Trump Republicans have closed the border. For what purpose? You have people inside the border that need to help, and then you have people outside the border that want to come in and work. You know, it's a really bad sign for America when people don't want to come here. You, you don't see people knocking down the door trying to get into Russia or China, right? <laughs> You're laughing. Of course it's ridiculous. We want to be the place that people want to come to. We don't want to be the place that people don't want to come to. Democracy is what holds our country together, and the history of it all is what the Ings are dedicated to protecting by choosing to vote in the primary today. Speaking your voice requires boldness and the courage to share your opinions with the future leaders of America. Our next voter was certainly the boldest and brightest one we saw trek up the steps to the polling booths. Adorned in a bright pink vest, socks, shoelaces, purse, and manicure, we saw her walk out of the polling station and wanted to see if her dedication to voting was almost as much as her dedication to neon pink. We saw your vest coming out, we were like, 
gotta talk, oh, gotta yeah, speak with her. <laughs> okay, so can you just first tell us your name? Uh, Risa Lundqvist. So can you tell us, you know, what was so important to you in this election? Why did you come out to the polls today? I'm a Republican, and I have to do everything I can to make sure Donald Trump is not our candidate. So I came out to vote for Nikki Haley, big time. And there are so many issues that I th think she's on the right side of, starting with her foreign policy, you know, her economic policy. Trump talks a good game, but I'm uh, not into the divisiveness that he brings to the party. We need a new leader, and I hope that's Nikki Haley. And for the first time in my life, I'm 63 years old, I'm standing behind a woman candidate. That means a lot to me, too. You said you're a Republican, not voting for Trump. Did you vote for him in 2016 or 2020? I voted for him in 2016. That's the year we won, right? Yes. Yeah, 2020. Um, yes, I voted for him in 2020. So what what makes it different? Why? What happened in the past four years that you're now changing your vote away from him? The divisiveness. I mean, he talks a good conservative game, but... He's an isolationist. He would drag us out of the Ukraine and Israel, okay? I think those are places where those people need our help, and I stand for both those countries. Um, that's just one example. And, but more importantly, there are too many people in this country that want anybody but Trump. I, I just, we have to come together. We have to find a candidate, and, you know, Nikki Haley might be able to pull people from the Democrats. She's, you know, definitely more center. I don't know. I just, I can't take the hatred and the name calling and the divisiveness. It's just not a good direction for our country. And we're the laughing stock of the world. Yeah. So obviously in the Iowa caucuses, Trump saw a sweeping victory. Um, 65% of those people didn't believe that he shouldn't be the right president. I mean, give me a break. Okay. If you can't start with that three years ago, then, you know, that's what I mean about divisiveness. It's just, we have to, we have to coalesce around a candidate. But that isn't to say that, you know, Mr. Biden is any better, okay? Unlike Risa, young voter Lily S. did not feel that there was any dire need to rush to the polls for this election. Her viewpoint is much more pessimistic. I actually don't feel much urgency. I actually don't have a lot of optimism when it comes to this particular presidential election. I'm kind of dreading it. Uh, so it's kind of a feeling of resignation, frustration. Um, yeah, I would say resignation and frustration. Like I'm still doing it anyway, but it's hard. I don't, I don't enjoy the way that the process has been going. What are the issues that are super important to you today that really drove you to the polls? Sure. So uh, the Palestinian conflict going on right now is a major factor for me. I, you know, I was born in 1992, so I lived through the, um, uh, I lived through 9-11. I lived through the Iraq war. Um, I myself am Middle Eastern, and I remember a lot of like the news and propaganda that was surrounding that, a lot of the... Um, the political fallout that happened because of that conflict and I'm just seeing it again um, for the second time. It's incredibly disheartening and the loss of lives that we are seeing right now is so unprecedented. Um, I hate the fact that my tax dollars are going towards that. So, Along with Lily and the rest of the voters, a major contributor to the energy surrounding the school this morning were the sign waivers braving the cold. We spoke to a man posted at the bottom of the stairs who had a unique handmade sign 
dedicated to the message he was holding above his head, trying to convince voters not to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, my name is Robert Schwartz. I'm with an organization. I'm a co-lead of an organization called Primary Pivot, and we're trying to encourage as many undeclared voters here in New Hampshire to vote against Donald Trump in the Republican primary because we view him as a threat to our democracy. Um, we've seen a lot of people come by and give us thumbs up, uh, and there's a lot of support for Nikki Haley. Uh, we are not like huge fans of Nikki Haley, but we view her as the only way to stop Trump. Robert's dedication to primary pivot and the movement to stop Trump is telling of the strong electoral spirit up here in New Hampshire. But what does voting get you? Maria, a soft-spoken yet powerful Mexican-American woman, says that voting is what allows everyone to matter. We have to count, to make it count. Every person count in this country. Yes. We met many passionate voters at the polls today, including Maria. Bryson Harrison stood out to us as two dedicated citizens who have made an effort to vote in every election that they can. Awesome. Is um is this how many times have you guys voted before? Uh, basically every election since I was 18. Oh, wow. I think, if not ever. Yeah. Okay. So at least six, seven. I'm not sure. <laughs> another chance to vote means another chance to elect a leader that will make the changes they want to see in this country. For Bryson Harrison, there are some very valid concerns about the future of our nation. I think for me right now, the environment's probably one of the most conscious choices. Um, we're seeing a lot of effects of climate change, especially in the New England region. I think we've warmed, like, we've warmed more here than anywhere else in the country in recent years, so it's, it's, it's striking home. Yeah. I would agree with that, but also housing I think is super important. I know at the local and state level it's really important, but I don't know exactly where the candidates stand on the national stage with regards to housing supply and affordability, but it's super important. Bryce and Harrison say that important issues such as these are the types of conversation that need to be had on a national level. But who leads these discussions is left in the hands of American voters. One of the most inspiring things that we saw today was the amount of families that came to the polls. It was so special to see these children have their first brushes with American democracy in a way that felt tangible and real. You brought your children with you. Um, are you teaching them the importance of voting today? Uh, yeah, it's important to get out and, and make your voice heard, and so yeah. I always try to vote whenever I can. Are you guys excited to see some voting going on? Yeah. yeah. The last voter that we interviewed wasn't actually a voter at all. In fact, she won't be able to vote in a presidential election until 2036. Like Brian's sons, she was just taking in her surroundings as she accompanied her mom to the polls. But Bailey, who is only nine years old, had an important message for all the grown-ups voting in this year's election. Yeah. Are you excited to vote one day? Um, maybe. I don't know. Does going with your mom teach you a lot about um, what it's like to, be, to vote in an election? Yeah. Do you think that it's important that people vote? Um, yes, because it shares your opinion. The kids are our future, and they're watching us. There is nothing more important than teaching the people that will one day make the choices for the future of our world the significance of making your voice heard. And despite these varying backgrounds and array of voices, one thing was made clear today. Every voter has a story, and the easiest way to make that story heard is by ballot. No matter how you vote or what you believe, believe this. Speaking up and standing for what you believe in is not only every individual's right, but it is also every individual's duty to ensure the continuity of our democracy. So if you're able, go out and vote in your state's primary and presidential elections. 
because the power of voting, voting, voting is one we all must exercise and never take for granted. Voting. Voting.